Your what? the series at because they're playing the Bucks right no the Bucks they beat the Bucks oh, they beat the Bucks, Bucks so now. they're playing uh, New York Knicks right now that's right it's tied one to one Jimmy mm. Butler missed last game though and he's he been... starting today mm-hmm. nice he got cleared to play Jimmy Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. what's his other name what's that guy's name uh, Julius Randle are you thinking of Carmelo Anthony or Jeremy Lin? No. Mr. I, I, I haven't. I was thinking like the real old school. Oh, uh, uh, Patrick Ewing? Yes. God Patrick damn it. Ewing. <laughs> Talking sports with Jacob is like just making yeah. me bash my fucking head into a wall sometimes. Because if it's football, it's like 2010 to like 2015 mm-hmm. references. And then sometimes he'll pull like Ladanian Tomlinson out. I'm like, wow. That's... It's like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I have Lawrence Taylor on my fantasy team. I'm like, that's not even possible, so shut the fuck up. One, he plays defense, so it wouldn't have been a yeah, thing back exactly. then. Uh, two, pretty totally sure he's, like, lost. knocking on heaven's door. Um, that was, like, in the 80s, too, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll bring up, like, hella old, like... <laughs> Remember the 90s? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, speaking of the 90s... Let's fucking get this thing going. How you about how you boys doing? Doing great. Hell yeah. Well. yeah. You doing good? Hell yeah. Well, it's a It's a good Saturday. It is a good Saturday. Yeah. It's, it's a good Saturday. We got some good music to talk about. It's episode 49 of What You Spinning. episode away from episode 50 uh pretty stoked about that pretty wild that is to, crazy like, to think about try to fucking wrap yeah. your wrinkly brain around yeah um mine's wrinkled mine is not mine's, mine's not you a got lot. you got yeah. that you got that on me mine's as smooth as this fucking glass <laughs> table Ooh, baby. Fucking water runs right off it <laughs> no wrinkles <laughs> yeah dude uh but no episode 50 i'm fucking stoked uh that'll be next week hopefully i don't know mother's day might complicate things but Anyway, next episode, episode 50. As we said last week, uh, it'll be another instrumental edition, which I'm super stoked for. I know I'm really excited about my pick. I'm excited to see what y'all have for yours. Um, but without further ado, let's dive on into this bad boy. Um, and go ahead and start with my pick uh, for this week. We're going Dirt by Alice in Chains, released in 1992. Uh fantastic grunge album probably one of like the defining their defining album probably in the in the genre in the era uh mm-hmm. you know came out of that seattle scene i've got a lot of got a lot of things to say about it love this album uh have for years but uh what do y'all think about it it's like really uh just such a staple in like grunge and metal mm-hmm. um this being like their second album too and that guy's voice, man, Lane's Lane Staley. Dude, his voice is like super good. You could like hear his range in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, like a, a bunch of songs on this too. Like they had a lot of singles. Like it was like five singles or something. Yeah, unreal. And, and they all came like super massive, like um, super big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's definitely like funny story. So <laughs> when I was little, um, I'd play Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh my god! I remember, I remember that game. That game's super fun. That was fun. Uh, and I'd be listening on the radio. Um, what's that radio station? It's like uh, where they play like alt rock. Uh, was it ninety? KNRQ. KNRQ. Back when it was good. Yeah, back when it was good. And they would always play Rooster, dude. Oh yeah, always. Still, right? Still, yeah, probably still. That's the song you're gonna hear on the radio. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably still. That's how I like found out about this album. I didn't realize it was on this album. It kind of surprised me. Yeah, because I'd heard it so many times. Uh, but yeah, man, like I've 
been accustomed to it for a while. I know I probably had too, man. Like it's a little bit, yeah. Kind of growing up with it and mm-hmm. with that whole era with Pearl Jam and mm-hmm. Soundgarden, and of course this album being huge and being their second release, such a mm-hmm. great album. And as Jacob said, there were so many good singles on this album. Mm-hmm. And the last track is Wood, which is one of the standout tracks. And I remember the MTV video being a really kind of dark video. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had like videos too, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the album itself was a little bit dark. I know Lane Staley struggled with heroin addiction, obviously. Yeah. Um, we all know that. Um, and the song structure and lyrics seem to kind of wrap itself around addiction and death and mm-hmm. depression and down and a, lot, hole. a mm-hmm. lot of different things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate Jerry Cantrell, the guitar player, because he did a lot of the songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane Staley wrote for two songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them in my notes somewhere, but uh, Jerry Cantrell is just a great guitar player, uh, good songwriter, and he, I felt like... Uh, Hell of a vocalist, too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he definitely had uh, that frontman uh, persona in this band, more or less, as, as much as Lane Staley did. Mm-hmm. Um, and carried so. the band probably for a few years when Lane was really in his, his dark dark holes. But this album, such a good album, the follow-up Jar of Flies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. great as well almost um, almost so. wholly acoustic on that album i love that one too Jarflies mm-hmm. is fantastic yeah but to go back kind of what jacob said earlier about all the singles it's like this has so many of them and mm-hmm. uh to have an album that does that is rare very uh, you don't see that very often anymore uh there's a handful of bands that have done it but this this album's so good yeah i mean you guys have said you know great things uh on it at this point but uh you know to speak on jerry cantrell he like Nirvana, like just to just to compare, you know, two bands, same area, same era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nirvana didn't continue when Kurt Cobain died, sure. but the fact that Jerry Cantrell was so involved, and you know, like a lot of the time when you listen to any, especially this album, but you listen to any fucking Alice in Chains when Lane Staley was alive, they didn't they didn't do a lot of double vocal layering, like just one. Like Lane Staley wasn't recording multiple vocal tracks. That sure. all of those double vocals you hear are him and Jerry, mm-hmm. and. So I think the reason why Alice in Chains has continued to go on, you know, they did take a long break after Lane died, but for them to eventually find a new singer in William Duvall and continue going on really speaks to how uh, just massive Jerry Cantrell was to the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like rest in, pay, rest in peace, Lane Staley. I fucking love him. Yeah, really. uh, you know, love his music. Uh, he is, in my opinion, probably one of the better vocalists out of, out of the grunge scene you know we could and that's the thing is like they're all great for their own right you know if Mm -hmm. we're talking about the big four of grunge uh but yeah this you know the singles the fact that everything like you listen like just it starts off it starts off it starts off with them bones which i remember just to talk about video games there was this atv like quad game that you could play and you Mm -hmm. would just like ride out in like these like the woods or the dunes or whatever and it had that song on it and them bones and it only had like five other ones so you play that game long enough you hear them bones like oh my god i i love it (laughs) i fucking love that song but uh yeah and you know there's not a lot of songs on it so you know you get the five singles and then everything else is just as good yeah you know it's almost like a flawless album i'd say like Mm -hmm. it has a lot of songs too like surprisingly because it's like what like 13 14 tracks or something like that like yeah yeah it's definitely a long album because i feel like some rock uh albums don't have that many they typically tend not to yeah i feel like it's like 10 maybe 11 yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. or they're like longer songs too Mm -hmm. but they're like isn't as much on the track list you know Mm -hmm. but uh yeah man like every song on this was like pretty good in its own right and yeah, going back to what you were saying, like the lyrical stuff that they were talking about, mm-hmm. um, like it was like it was meaningful, um, and it was for sure self-aware because it was like uh, it's going talking about like self-aware drug addiction and depression mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, but the way that it's like um, painting it out, and like the way that they're going to, and like all the tracks, the way that they lead up, and all the like music that they're doing, it's it's like mm-hmm. way better. So. It's also at the same time, um, like when they're going. So many songs, dude. <laughs> it's like, well, like, so which songs, one do we want right? to start yeah. to dissect? Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Rain When I Die is super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, the whammy bar on that guitar, dude. Mm-hmm. And the, like, wow. intro, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a weird, like, sound effect. And, like, I forget what like time mark it is but it sounds like a like a one-up for mario oh like yeah you hear that thing in the background mm-hmm. you know talk about yeah yeah uh then 
you know, I remember when I got into this album, I was like 13 maybe. And I was playing, you know, learning guitar. And so I was just sitting up in my room just on ultimate guitar tabs and playing. And I discovered this album and uh, immediately went to Walmart and saw saw a t-shirt and was like, thank you, Walmart, Heck for yeah. always having cheap band merch. <laughs> and I wore the piss out of that goddamn shirt. But I remember yeah. learning like wood on the bass, like uh, tried learning Rooster at one point, like all of these songs. I was just sitting there like trying to learn and stuff because I was just fucking obsessed with this album. And I remember uh, this kid I used to jam with, we actually would jam on like Angry Chair every once in a while, like pull nice. that one out. And I was like, oh my God. So like just the, on, especially like I want to talk about Angry Chair for just a second. Like that opening like drum beat is like so clean, but it's got mm-hmm. this echo effect to it. And then that just guitar of that, down, down, like, and it's just got this reverb, like this fat, like, yeah filter on it like it just sounds so dope Mm -hmm. and that's the second to last song and it's like all right like track 11 like what the fuck is track 12 gonna be wood (laughs) and it's like what the fuck it's a rare thing i feel for some bands to do that and make the last song just stand out like that Mm -hmm. um yeah and and one thing you know and to go back to angry cares that was lane staley written song he did that one and hate to feel that's sick. He wrote that, those two songs. That's that was, sick. That was the first time he did songwriting for this like setup. You know? Damn. You know? Okay. I'm sure he's written songs before, but for like Alice in Chains, that was his first. Damn. Okay. So, which is cool. Yeah. You know, those are some cool songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hate yeah. to Feels Great, Angry Chair, but yeah, fuck. Um, the, you know, to touch on the lyricism uh, with it, you know, it was thematically, it was about the addiction, you know, yes. the, the depression and everything. Mm-hmm. But the, he they did such a good job of writing lyrics that alluded to it but not like it was such a so i don't know what fucking word to use to describe it right now but like yeah. soft delivery of like hey if you really really read between the lines the song is actually kind of dark mm-hmm. but they're just jamming the whole time like them bones mm-hmm. and wood and you know it's like mm-hmm. And then you listen to, like, Have I Run Too Far to Get Home, like, that end line at Wood uh-huh. is, like, okay, like, yeah, that actually makes sense. But they did such a good job of making yeah. so many radio-friendly songs that when you listen to them, you're like, that's actually kind of fucking sad, dude. Because right. <laughs> well, it talks about his addiction, and, he, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. glorify it, but he, I think he talked about it openly enough to where people thought it was a cool thing to do. Yeah, and unfortunately. He, and I think he maybe took that to heart, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe it made it worse for him. Yes. Yeah. You know? Like maybe he felt it was part of his image because to a certain extent it was. Yeah. You know, like him performing in like the gas station biker sunglasses, mm-hmm. whether it was with AIC or with Mad Season, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. just another great band. You should, uh, Lane Staley was in a band called Mad Season. It was a super group of grunge oh, okay. people, wasn't it? It was Mike McCready from Pearl Jam. I'm trying to think of who else was in that band, like who was drumming and stuff. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Here, I'll look, look it, up. it up. I'll look it up. Hold, I mean, please. For right. grunge in general, like this was a lot. Like it's, I guess, cited as one of like the bigger grunge albums. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I mean, it's wild, man. For it to come out at the same time too, like their second album, it's still early, like 92. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not even like when everything else was going from 95 when you know we were talking about some of those albums Mm -hmm. um but it was like a lot more just so raw dude yeah so raw something about it um all the effects that they use on their guitars sounded really cool too uh did you find the the people yeah yeah so mad season was uh Lane Staley from Alice in Chains Mike McCready of Pearl Jam Barrett Martin of Screaming Trees was their drummer and uh, bassist John Baker Sanders, who founded a, another smaller grunge group called The Walkabouts. Uh, but yeah, fantastic yeah. band as well. But yeah, Lane Staley and then Mike McCready from Pearl Jam as the guitarist. Fucking sick. Dang. Um, they had a, what's it? They had uh, the, Slayer, the guy the, in Slayer? Tom mm-hmm. Mario. Yeah. yeah, they had him also like doing vocals on uh, like, two songs. Untitled, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, the Untitled. Yep. Yeah, I was like that. I was listening to that last night, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I forgot that was That's Tom Araya. Because um, he starts with like the Iron Clan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's funny because this was recorded during the riots. 
in LA and the Rodney King riots the first day of the riots is when they were supposed to start recording and they took Tom and they went to Joshua Tree to get out of town because it was just chaotic damn Jerry Cantrell was in the liquor store and somebody was getting robbed and people were looting and like so they're like let's get out of town yeah and we'll come back and record what the fuck I did not know that like (laughs) what were they doing out there though what the heck because that's like a that's like a national park right you can camp out there and stuff yeah you can that's wild yeah that's actually insane to think about. But what a time to record an album. Like, come back mm-hmm. into L.A. or wherever they finished recording the album. I'm not sure where that happened, but yeah. I'm guessing L.A. somewhere. But to come back into town and, like, mm-hmm. after the aftermath and just record this this dirty album. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. So good, right? And, yeah. you know, we've kind of talked, we've kind of touched on it a little bit on the show, is um, you're a product of your environment. Like, whether, mm-hmm. you know, if you go and record an album in a different location it's going to impact that, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember mm-hmm. what fucking band we talked about that with, but anyway, you know, that's probably, that probably had something to do with the just aggression that is in this album. Sure. You know, there's, I mean, maybe if it was even like a small piece, but you know, you know, like the anxiety's running through you, you're like, mm-hmm. holy fuck, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And you get in the studio <laughs> and you're like, just yeah. crushing it, yeah. you know, because there is like untitled especially, mm-hmm. but there's other tracks on this that are like, actually kind of like, all right. All right. Yeah, they have really cool solos too. Mm-hmm. I don't know well enough, like the guitarist Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, yeah. he has like really yeah, good, wild. just like muddy, like heavy mm-hmm. riffs on some of them, and they sound fucking badass. I used to buy Guitar World magazines. Mm-hmm. Like, I never shit. signed up for a subscription, but I would just go to Albertsons and have my mom buy them, or I would. Mm-hmm. And the first one I ever bought, like I said, when I was like thirteen, was. Uh, the cover was Jerry Cantrell and it had because uh, they have like four or five songs in the back tabbed out and it was Man in the Box <laughs> and I was oh, like cool. I was like I was like fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, but no and that was like right when they had just uh, reunited and got a new singer mm-hmm. they had just put out Black Gives Way to Blue and so he was on there talking about that and I would just remember like seeing that and I was like oh yo Alice in Chains I play them on Rock Band and like they're in that <laughs> a- ATV game yoink just grabbed it and Damn. But yeah, dude, dirt. Fucking Alice in Chains, man. And that's the other cool okay. thing is like the new lineup is everybody but Lane. Yeah. Like it's like fucking Mike Inez, uh, the bassist, and then I can never remember the fucking drummer's name. That's gonna piss me off too. Anyway, uh shall we top three it up? Let's do it. Alright. Start us off, Sat. Honorable mentions, Wood and Rooster. I uh, would have felt like a fucking cheese head if I put them in. <laughs> my top three but or, or if you would have said rooster wood first rooster oh uh, yeah so uh number, number one rooster joke, number two wood number three them bones all right peace out no uh honorable mentions wood and rooster uh number three sick man that middle like bridge piece sick man, sick man. <laughs> but there's like that weird middle bridge where it gets like kind of droney and shit and it was kind of like mm-hmm. rob zombie yeah, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. feels of that song mm-hmm. in the sick beginning man. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. I like it. It is. Song. That was a good song. Um, and then number two, Angry Chair. And then number one, Down in a Hole. That song fucking. Yeah, that's a good that one. Song. We didn't really talk about that song. That's another good one. No. Right uh, fucking Down in a Hole, man. That's like that's the. That's probably the second, I would say, one of the second more popular songs. Like mm-hmm. that. And so just that's that's another one that really shows off Lane's range. You know, that intro, the. Ooh, yeah. And then, uh, you know. But man, fuck, I have a lot of. I have a lot of sad memories with that song, man. Just listening to it, like, yeah. pissed off at school, just like, uh, uh, like just being a fucking dweeb, <laughs> a fucking little piece of shit emo kid. But you know that music took that energy from you. Yeah, exactly. You expelled it. Expelled the expelled demons. Expelled the demons. But uh, yeah, down in a hole, number one. Fuck yeah, dude. We didn't talk about that too, but I did want to bring that up. Down in a hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you really tell like the lyrical standpoint, like just how meaningful it is. That mm-hmm. and he's like self-aware. Um, honorable mention, uh, I'd go Booster. Mm-hmm. Not putting in the top three, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was a core memory for me. Like, like when I was a little kid, I'd be like, oh, I remember this album. Well, even when um, all three of us were still working together and we would play like the radio, radio that song would come on oh, like man. once every two days. True. Yeah. And you know he ain't gonna die. Yeah, you know he, they do in fact come <laughs> to stop the rooster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I sent that to Matt, and he just I just look and he's just like. <laughs> didn't even respond <laughs> yeah yeah uh top three i'm gonna go uh them bones mm-hmm. uh, down in a hole 
and then Rain When I Die. Mm-hmm. Um, it That's sounds good. so badass, that song. It's like like a villainous track. Like, you want it to rain when you die. Like, and all right. the shit they're going about. And, yeah, that, the, like, is that a paddle board? Or what are they using for, like, the guitar effect? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Like, that guitar effect sounds really cool. It does. It reminds me of, like, Guitar Hero, like, the whammy bar. It's, uh, <laughs> like the, oh, that, oh, I was just, yeah. I just connected what the fuck you were talking about. Uh, it's yeah. a wah pedal with, like, yeah. fuzz. So it is, it's, like, yeah. multiple pedals. But, yeah, that's a wah, 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 wah. Yeah. That's cool. It sounds really good. But yeah, Ring When I Die. That's a good track. Yeah. Uh, me going honorable mention, Wood, just because that's the standout. And I remember that growing up being a cool song. And then three was Rain When I Die. Like mm-hmm. that one, just like Jacob said. Two was Angry Share. My top song was Damn That River. Dude, Damn That River. <laughs> I love that song. That song's so good. I'd forgotten Whoa, about it. You know, I'd forgotten river. about it until you brought this album up again. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, I remember this song too. And it's so yeah. good. Because you don't give a damn anyway. <laughs> it's so good that one that was yeah. like the grungy kind of feel that whole because I had felt the album was a little darker but that song specifically had that like yeah that 90s grunge that's the 90s grunge song right? and like if you want to talk about how they laid this out A laid it out on the record and yeah. just the track list you literally start the first three which is also just side A them bones damn that river and rain when I die yeah. like just a powerful way to start off a, a fucking very interesting and very kick-ass album mm, yeah. uh, and I felt like I don't know. When I picked this last week, I was like, I feel like this is almost perfect to send us into instrumental day because that's gonna get yeah. all that's gonna be all over the place. And I haven't, you know, also yes. right after Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. I think now's a good time because uh, I plan on bringing this up like five episodes ago. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that was Dirt by Alice in Chains, released in '92, uh, which yes. was my pick for this week. We'll be right back to go ahead and talk about Jacob's pick for this week. Okay, it's time to move on from 1992 and the grunge era of music uh, to talk about Jacob's pick for this week, uh, and we'll let him intro intro that. What you got? Yeah, so uh, Slum Village, Fantastic, Volume 2, um, came out in 2000. Uh, they were a hip-hop group with uh, JD, J. Dilla. Um, T3 and then Baden. Is that his name? I think it's right. how you say yeah. it. Baldin? Something like that. Uh, yeah, Baden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it came out 2000, Detroit, um, hip hop. Like these guys were really up and coming. Um, their first album was in what year was it? It was like 97, 98? 98. I think it was a little bit earlier. I think this was recorded around 98. And didn't get yeah. released for a while because it got shelved for a year because the record company had some issues or something going on. Yeah, yeah, they did. They like it came out like two years after I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it has Jadela production. He's producing the whole thing. Um, they're like at this point, this album has really kind of been cemented as like a legendary album just because mm-hmm. who they had and who featured on it. Uh, it's got Busta Rhymes, uh, Q-Tip, um, D'Angelo, Common. Like it's got these like yeah. crazy yeah. features on it too. D'Angelo so, plays huge features, piano. Yeah. especially for that time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but yeah. I mean, we could definitely get into it. There's there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. I did like a whole songs. half page of notes. Yeah, yeah. All I could do was like write the track list down because it's just massive. Like there's just yeah. so much so much going on and then you know i don't know if y'all do this but like i'll if i hear a song like early on in one of these albums that i like i'll be like "Ooh, that that might make it to like top three and mm-hmm. most of my top three vanished by like song 10 or like song 12 because mm-hmm. there's just so much more and then by the end of it i was like what the what the hell yeah i was like what the hell just happened i was like there was it just like it kept changing my mind i was like "Ooh, that's a great song that's a great song and it was just so consistent mm-hmm. throughout and mm-hmm. it just went all over the place the features are fantastic jay dilla kills it on the production as per usual yes um it's you know if you want to compare it to you know his other like best known work like donuts you know the beats on it are 
vastly different almost there's mm-hmm. some that you're like oh that could have been on like a donuts you know that could have been like a donuts beat or whatever mm-hmm. and, and it's it's so interesting like how him as a producer he was able to make stuff that was super out there and eclectic and then have something that's like yeah this is like hip-hop like this is like 90s mm-hmm. hip-hop dude yeah it is nice it, it yeah. has that feel from the start like all throughout the album mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like that you know i think it was like a huge influence for that underground movement after tribe you know kind of started that neo soul rap hip-hop genre mm-hmm. yeah kind of dying out i think they kind of picked it up i don't think they like that moniker or that like reference but i mean q-tips featured on this album yeah. so it's and like, there's a five dog sample yeah, J. Dilla samples mm-hmm. Five Dogs, so, Slum Village. I feel like you know a lot of people think like J. Dilla saved rap with this album. I've seen that written a lot about I've this seen album. That, yeah, um, and I was like, you know what, you know, I could, it's I could hard to argue that it is, you know, because it came, like, it brought everything. You know, it was kind of like things might have been falling apart at that time. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because it was kind of the end of the tribe heyday. You know, when we talked mm-hmm. about tribe nine episodes ago, we mm-hmm. we mentioned that. You know the three albums we talked about were their strongest and then after that it was kind of you know yeah. there were there were great songs off of them we again go go watch episode 40 of what you spin in the a tribe called quest special mm-hmm. edition to yes. you know see a full fucking hour and a half long discussion about this exact thing because that's <laughs> what we talked about the most most of the time um yeah. but no i could fully i could fully agree with that sentiment that it almost did save you know the game yeah you know, kind of made it like yeah. things are about to get really bad you know it's the end of the 90s like this all these rap genres these weird gangster yeah. rap genres and yeah other random you know like what like the rap music we're making is not going to survive no mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to branch out yeah, yeah. And so i i agree with it mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely it's kind of viewed as their better album that they've done because after this because this was the last album that they had all three of them because mm-hmm. um, then after this uh jay dilla he went to do his solo career uh, and then they added Elzai, and then they've been swapping out members because uh, R.I.P. J. Dilla, and mm-hmm. then also um, what's his name, the other guy on this. He, yeah, he yeah. So right now, Batten died too. Yeah, shit. I didn't so right now it's just T. Three and uh, someone else. I forget who, but because Elzai's not in it anymore. No, he left. Yeah, okay. but it's still like a pretty like they're still making music and stuff. They mm-hmm. just featured on a couple like people's albums. Alchemist. Album yeah, on that, that album. The, the Alchemist album that just came out like a month and a half ago. Yeah, with with Larry June. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like it's got like that classic '90s hip hop. It does. Um, like the the track with Busta Rhymes, dude. Mm-hmm. You, that's like old school '90s Busta. Like, mm-hmm. You could tell he's like still very much in his prime. That was there's and this you thank you for saying in his prime because it's hilarious how <laughs> he exploded like four years after this album came out or like like three years you know Busta really Mm -hmm. blew up as a solo artist and started putting shit out like break your neck and a bunch of just like yeah not jock jams but like workout room high school weight room music Mm -hmm. is what Busta (laughs) ended up doing I know because I literally would play my high school football team would play break your neck by Busta Rhymes and our coach who was 16 at heart would come out and headbang with us and he started balding at 18 so you can imagine how fucking hilarious that was Um, but like there's it's funny to think about like someone being so fucking popular but then you think about like yeah this is at this rate they're super popular which is great but this is this wasn't even their prime like their prime was when they were fucking 19 20 years old Mm -hmm. rapping with tribe and leaders of the new school and fucking slum village and yeah so and this was you know pinnacle it's like all of those other features i just mentioned this is another one that you could add to the list of how just impressive he was as a feature artist back then oh yeah no for sure busta rhymes like he does his thing the q-tip song also Mm -hmm. um funny enough some of these songs and some of the track list is like missing Mm. um they didn't have uh fall in love it's not on this song but it is on like the 10 year anniversary mm-hmm. yeah because uh, i don't know if you guys noticed they have like volume two and then volume, volume 2.10 yeah. that's what i was that's uh what i was mentioning out there i was yeah. like i gotta figure out i was like i don't want to even look yeah. at this one right now just because that one was just it, it's the same thing if you look at it the track mm-hmm. list is the same but uh, they just added a couple songs that didn't make the first mm-hmm. one just because of sampling. Right. So that's why it's there. And it was also the 10th anniversary, 10th year anniversary. Right. Um, Slipknot did the same thing with that album I brought up. 
there was stuff that oh, wasn't yeah. on the original release and then mm-hmm. there's on spotify there is two versions and the 10 year anniversary has like two three songs that weren't on the og so yeah. i love i love when a band i love when yeah, an artist does cool. that that is really cool mm-hmm. yeah it's like hey back then we were like too broke to clear a sample or something and now mm-hmm. we are you know <laughs> monetarily advantaged so we'll go ahead and yeah. <laughs> clear that right. sample just drop it again yeah yeah it was the same thing on this uh and even with just like the track list that it had it was so powerful mm-hmm. um everything else was on other albums too like Thelonious that was on Commons uh like chocolate for like water for chocolate that's right um, it was on it was, it was on there um but I mean it's really a slum village song I love like Thelonious I love, my, yeah, I love that's, yeah that feature alone is mm-hmm. great yeah love with, with Com- Common is so underrated I feel like for sure as a rapper mm-hmm. Um, yeah but. yeah a little bit it's it was i feel like he's always one of, he's always been one of those artists that you just have to be a huge hip-hop head in order to like basically find out true yeah that too it's like if you're oh yeah i like hip-hop 80 percent of the people that i talk to are like yeah i like hip-hop and it's like i like wu-tang clan great biggie great pot great and then it's like oh you ever listen to like common or fucking gangstar or mm. any of those guys and then they're like what no so yeah so i felt like common as popular as he was for like the mass like there were some times like where he couldn't just break through to the masses which was weird i felt like he was yeah. he always had a foot in either camp of like either being super popular or not yeah you know it was weird he was in like a couple movies too like surprisingly yeah he had like uh what's that john he was in john wick <laughs> yeah he went the, like the bad guy yeah him and ll mm-hmm. cool j man i don't understand yeah, it right <laughs> And then no, but even like some of the Ice T for decades. Ice T is a main He's character on Modern Order now. SVU. Right. Yeah, John Mulaney has a whole fucking ten minute bit about it. Like that's how. Yes, <laughs> fuck LL Cool J. With uh, what's that? What's that like family movie that he has? Ice T. Uh, that's Ice Cube. That's Ice Cube. Uh, are we there yet? Yeah, are we like one the, and two, two and three or something like yeah. that? Like it's like yeah, just like that. But yeah, the other features on this like corrupt. Mm-hmm. Corrupt also like West Coast rapper um, Pete Rock dude Jazzy Jeff Jazzy Jeff yeah, dude the Jazzy one. Jeff yeah. features like what Jazzy <laughs> dude I love the Pete Rock dude Pete Rock is like so badass too as mm-hmm. a producer oh, yeah like, you could tell that's his production yeah because he does like the record scratching and all that stuff uh, but yeah man it's just nuts this album like I've been listening to it for a while now. Um, and like all the songs on it, I still listen to like almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like some some way they'll come up somehow. Right. Um, and I do listen to a lot. Like that's mainly why because I listen to a lot of music. But yeah, when it comes up, like I just gotta let it ride out. Oh yeah. Um, like any song, even the songs that don't have features. Oh uh, yeah. Like get this money. Mm-hmm. The beat on that also mm-hmm. super good. Good one. Um, players, I love that song, mm-hmm. and then. No, I think it's players, like the vocal sample that he uses on it. Um, Like the, um, uh, I don't know if it's an actual, like, person that's on it, but the sample is really good. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like his sampling on this, too, and the production, it's, like, timeless, Jay Dilla. This is the Louis Armstrong, if you'd like to buy this cassette. (laughs) That, like, weird weird bit. uh, Doing Prince's (laughs) I Would Die For You. Yeah, I would. It sounds like Kermit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the country guy. It has like oh. sk- it has like skits in it that yeah. yeah. I mean, because they had to do that kind of like yeah. You know, because how else would you uh, like advertise your music, right? Besides putting it like just as like a little because it's a for nine ninety nine you go to your local record store you know because it says that um, that's how they advertise it back in the day on yeah. music they mm-hmm. put it in the ends like a little ad. Yeah. Well, even even outside of like the advertisement perspective of it, it was that was like the shtick back in the '90s. Mm-hmm. You know, for '90s hip hop, you know, you'd have uh, like Biggie uh, on "Things Done Changed." I think is the fuck. I can't remember one of the songs off "Ready to Die" where the end is just him fucking some chick. Mm-hmm. Like having a weird ass like skit. That's just like. Oh fucking right, man! Like, what are we doing here? Like the country guys skit <laughs> that, that you mentioned. Weird, yeah. Like, all right, dude. Like, say, what are you guys singers or something? Like, what are we doing? And then another one to touch on an album that you brought up. Fucking the whole De La Soul like game show oh, gimmick. Oh man, that's yeah. where it started, I wish baby. My, I wish my cousin Hack was here. He knows this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. like so. De La Soul put out fucking oh, <laughs> Three Feet High and Rising, and then everyone was like, you know what? Let's just be absolute goobers on a fucking. Yeah. Let's just be goofy just as going. fuck on just some keep skits. Going. Yeah. 
Styles like this too, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like this. Exactly. Because it sounds like Kermit. Yeah. Like I think that's what it's supposed to be. Kermit just. Louis, doing, like, no, it's Louis Armstrong is who it's supposed to be. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Kermit too. Yeah. It sounds just like Kermit. Like, Whoever's doing the impression is is floating between yeah. the two. <laughs> he's not sure what he's doing either. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like you. Like you brought that up. And you were bringing that up because yeah, and the, even they do that just like for advertisement too, because like they were yeah. like, saying stuff, which is tight. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, I'm glad you guys liked it. I know you guys would like yeah. it because, and you guys definitely heard of it. Yeah, and I haven't heard of it until recently, like a couple of years ago. And I was with a friend up in mm-hmm. Portland, and he had it on his stereo, and I was like, "Is this nice. a random tribe song? Like, <laughs> no. what is this?" Yeah, no. and uh, uh, like. Yeah, and Jacob, you showed me, you introduced me to Slum Village, like, unknowingly. Remember when we made that Tellers with Taste playlist? Mm-hmm. You threw, like, something, I think it was probably yeah. on, like, volume one or something, and I was like, damn, these guys actually kick ass. So I had heard some of the songs off of this, but mm-hmm. doing a full deep dive into it, and when I say deep dive, I mean deep dive, because it's fucking 23 songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was was quite a treat, so thank you for bringing it up, Tom. Oh, yeah, man, like, for sure. Um, there was a lot of really cool stuff about it. A lot of stuff with sampling, too, surprisingly. Um, but, yeah, definitely glad you guys liked it. You want to do top threes on it? Yeah. Do There's, like, 20-something <laughs> out, 20-something songs on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just as hard as when we did The Wall. Yeah. It's, like, what, hour 15? Something like yeah. That? Yeah, hour 15. Um, so, if I'm going top three, honorable mentions, let's start off. Uh, Thelonious. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song is badass. I mean, yeah. Uh, who are we? Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that up too, just because like the it's like very wavy synthy beat mm-hmm. that he does on that one, which is, is kind of like experimental for J J uh, J Dilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, but top three, I'm gonna go Untitled. Yes, uh, it's number three. Uh, number two of our th- albums for two out of three. Yeah, albums untitled. Have a track called Untitled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, did I write that down wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes they. Like artists, like they just can't think of a like mm-hmm. title, so they'll just be like untitled. You know, corn did that for and a whole album. Is this like fantastic? Is it untitled fantastic? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the track is yeah. untitled slash fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. slash yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, that song, uh, untitled fantastic. Uh, what it all about? Or what's it all about mm-hmm. with Busta, dude? And then mm-hmm. uh, once upon a time with Pete Rock. Yes, I love that song. That beat. That's someone I want to bring up too, Pete Rock. He's like an old, he's real old school. Yeah, producer. It's like he's like KRS One era almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's, he's he's really cool. Do you want to go next, Matt? Or you want me to? You can go for it, sir. Cool. Do it. Honorable mentions: Raise It Up and Go Ladies. Nice. Don't know why Go Ladies. I thought was pretty sick. Uh, number three: What's It All About? Bust a feature. We fucking beat the fuck out of that dead horse. So mm-hmm. don't have to say much more about that. Two: Who Are We? Uh, also really like that song and one nice. as I kind of alluded to earlier Theolonius um, just yeah, that right. piano the piano and that bass line mm-hmm. like there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of like actual instrumentation outside of the drum beat and then that mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. shows you how you know you don't need 15 different instruments going on at once to make a cool rap track nowadays or like back then and you don't need it nowadays yeah. take notes Metro Boomin no yeah. I'm kidding love you bro <laughs> keep it Dude, simple you know like that little like Five second intro in the beginning. Questlove did that. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Pretty cool. That's he's not. He's not listed on like the. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say I didn't see that because they were good about listing the features. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not on that one, but yeah, he does that little like ten second. Uh, nice. Interlude. Alrighty, Matt. Let's do it. Hit me. Uh, honorable mention for me just because of the Q-tip feature. He had you know hold tight like that one. Nice. Uh, three would be jealousy. Two untitled fantastic. And then uh, one was uh, Convent Gardens, the second song. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Just like that drew me in. Nice. I was like, oh yeah, this has got the vibe I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. That one was one when I first heard it. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I was like, this one could be top three. Yeah. And then by the end of the album, I was like, yeah. And then I was looking back. (laughs) Because I like Thelonious too. That was on my list, but yeah. yeah. Beginning of the album, end of the album. (laughs) Yeah. Never know. Sometimes something doesn't change your mind, and sometimes something does. That's right. But anywho, that was. Slum Village, Fantastic Volume 2, which was released in 2000, which was Mr. Jake's pick for this week. We're going to go ahead and be right on back to tie this bad boy up and talk about Matt's. Later!
feel like I have to like sit out for this. I don't know why. It kind of does that where the mic can pick here, you up better. Yeah, if I'm back here, it's like too. I can because I'm loud, so I get to do whatever the fuck I want. But, <laughs> huh? But we had like a hanging mic. That's why we're we we're, we're, we're we just get there. throw it around. There. We just pass it back and forth. Yeah. Share one mic. I have the talking stick. Now, this album's great, Matt. Now you go. <laughs> now I have the talking stick. <laughs> that would be so inorganic. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do it. That's that's the intro. <laughs> what do you have to say? <laughs> yeah, you swing it that way so it comes full scoop around. We just put it on an os- on a ceiling fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> we just move everything over there. Have it awesome. mm-hmm. And it's just. Ah, yeah. what? <laughs> It's like on a ghost podcast. Yeah. It's on a track and then by itself. <coughs> All right. Man, we're so silly. Yeah, enough being a bunch Jeez. of goobs. It's time to talk about our third and final album for this episode before we go to episode 50. Uh, wow. So let's go ahead and do so in wrapping this up by talking about Matt's pick for this Yes. Going to end it with some fast-paced industrial weird music. From 2007 by a band called The Young Gods. The album's called Super Ready Fragmente. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of a cool album cover. It's got like a 3D image of a... Looks like an old six-shooter. Yeah. Which is Mm -hmm. kind of cool. Um, I haven't really listened to much else that this band's done before. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled upon them, I think, just because I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan. It was like part of something that I saw about them. Um... They're from Switzerland. They've got a cool industrial sound. This album in particular is more uh, guitar heavy. Um, and a lot of the things they do are just like sound manipulation and sampling. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Uh, the lyrics are kind of just whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just the music. It's fun to drive to. Uh, yeah. I like the feel of the album. Uh, what'd you guys think? I liked it. You know, uh, you brought this over uh, to test it on mm-hmm. Jacob's record player because you had a fear that it was something was fucked up with yeah. it. And we just, like, the three of us didn't even say anything. We just let it eat for, like, the entire, mm-hmm. like, first side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just like, fuck yeah, dude, this shit rules. And mm-hmm. so I was glad that you brought it up so I could get to listen to the rest of it because I was a big fan of what I heard, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. with, with the first, like, four or five tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly what I told you yesterday about this at work. I was like, I feel like these guys, <laughs> oh, it was, I feel like these guys listened to half of the Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails, but didn't listen to Closer because it was too scary. And then they watched the, <laughs> they watched the nightclub scene from yep. The Matrix with the Dragula remix. And they're like, that's our fucking sound. They're like, those two things. <laughs> that's it. The nightclub scene from yeah, The Matrix it. with Dragula and half of Downward Spiral. Like, that's our, <laughs> that's our sound. That's our genre. And then get, that's like and, so pinpoint. Yes. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> and then get like an indie style vocalist. Yeah, throw him in there, and then we're not going to speak English. We're gonna we're gonna speak whatever language yeah. we fucking feel whatever like. We pick. Each song's different. Yeah, yeah and different. for some fucking reason, it works. And it does to think about the fact that's that it's badass. like yeah. the singer is also like their guitarist, and then they have a sampler and a drummer, and like mm. that's mm. that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's like all right, that's actually fucking tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like that. You know, I love a, an interesting, like, band setup, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, nine members, five, three, and then especially when it's, you've got just a sampler, a drummer, and a mm-hmm. singer-guitarist. It's like, what? All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, but getting getting to listen to the rest of it, I was like, oh, this is actually very interesting, and it does kind of go different places with it. There's stuff that's more what would be considered nowadays is like borderline bordering on like indie like industrial indie kind of and then there's stuff that's straight up fucking industrial music Mm -hmm. which i thought was really cool so i was a big fan of it yeah i really liked it it kind of sounds like if it was a genre it might it's probably a genre like electronic rock like techno rock kind of yeah i guess sometimes it has like those Mm -hmm. uh like really like high high speed like the beats that they have like not the beats but like the sample like they Mm -hmm. have like selection of, of what they're doing in the background um it I guess the best way I could put it, it sounds like Need for Speed music. Yeah, <laughs> like you want to drive around to it yeah. and do something yeah. fast paced. Yeah, it's, you know, running or working out. Yeah, maybe. yeah. yeah. I could yeah. see it in like a racing game or mm-hmm. something because mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the way that it sounds and it's like so badass. Like they're actually like someone's playing live instruments behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like the what's going on in the background. Uh, and I was looking at some stuff. They're like an older band too. Like yeah, they came out in '85. Yeah, uh, this is their sixth album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the sole member that's always been there is a singer, Franz Trickler, I think is his last name. Yeah. He's always been there. Um, yeah. When I mentioned it, because I mentioned that to you yesterday and I hadn't dove in, like, because sometimes I'll, like, I'll do that when I take my notes to, as I'm kind of listening, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unless I'm grinding the fuck out of Elden Ring like I was today. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just throw that in there. Um, my lord. My lord. My lord. Uh, almost, about be, <laughs> almost about to be for a second time, so y'all better kiss the motherfucking ring. You know my what I'm saying? My lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yesterday when I was like, yeah, they're like, they listened to half of down, you know, the, the comparison I made earlier. You were like, yeah, they're from 85. They inspired like the Edge and Bowie. And I was like, what? <laughs> They fucking Get out of here! I was like, I was like, isn't this a, a, like just because of like how modern it sounds? You know, it came out in 07 Yeah, but yeah. it still sounds like something that like there's stuff I've heard that was released in like twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen mm-hmm. that sounds that it, it, this holds up to that. You sure. know, and that's like a set like six eight year jump, mm-hmm. and you know to hear it fucking what 16 years later after it was released mm. and it still holds up like that yeah. and makes me think mm. like oh this is like their debut like they're a new band and you're like nope they actually came out in 85 i was like what the f- yeah. you're fucking lying but cool <laughs> that's why cool that we were bros <laughs> yeah lie to me. that's crazy that they still after like that long like if mm-hmm. they were doing music in the 80s mm-hmm. still in like late 2000s they're making stuff like this mm-hmm. like i imagine all their stuff might be different or i think they this were is a very out. different album than their previous stuff as yeah. far as what i've read i haven't really dove into their catalog at all but yeah yeah i didn't either i was i was trying to listen to some of their like topper like their bigger songs mm-hmm. um and some of them were from their older stuff so mm-hmm. i'm surprised where they were like in between because this being their eighth album like that's a lot of time making music developing right. the sound and mm-hmm. if it's like changing um but as a whole like this album for being an introduction to the group i want to listen to their other stuff yeah right sounds really good um and it's nuts that it's like has that techno electronic feel with Mm -hmm. some of their stuff Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're also going super hard on the guitar too yeah they're going super hard on the guitar um and yeah it's cool that they're still doing it yeah Mm -hmm. and even after this they made stuff after this like Mm -hmm. it's fucking nuts still going yeah is that what you're saying who? The Young, young guys. guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Start over. Let's do that again. No, no, no we're good, we're good, we're good. No. Well, because it was just a while because I, yeah. I had lost track of everything. But yeah. yeah, no, they did. Like, they just dropped an album last year except in September. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what that sounds yeah. like, and honestly. They, they've still been making stuff, uh, so it's kind of nuts yeah. that they still have that. And I'm, I wonder if it's still the three same people, too, like, throughout that whole time. I know that Franz guy is the sole member it has been for since mm-hmm. it's been out. But okay, yeah. so they've like they probably alternate, people. you know, yeah. drummers and then samplers for yeah. the most part. But probably, I would assume so. But it's so they're so interesting, man. Like they've got, like I said, they've got some of that like almost like radio friendly, you know, style. And then yeah, there's stuff bit, that's yeah. like like uh, where what song is it called? I always forget the name of it. Uh, stay with us like that song like it's a little slower like slower kind of yeah. drony mm-hmm. like and it's, it's just like auto tune too yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like dead center of the album almost too and it's like yeah. what the hell is this like yeah. this is actually kind of cool you know right. it's like a weird break from everything mm-hmm. and then uh, uh what was the other one god damn it uh about time was also great mm-hmm. um really liked that one uh, yeah, and then that second half of the album is really when they start to just start going all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, the first part's kind of, you know, kind of got a theme, quote unquote, like similar mm-hmm. feel. And then the second half is just like bang, bang, bang. We're going like here and then here. Mm-hmm. We're going to speak English for half this song and then fuck it. We'll speak in Swedish or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like, what we want. Yeah. like, all right, cool. I, I, I respect it. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. So the structure of the album was really interesting to me too. Mm-hmm. And just because it really highlighted the how like multifaceted that they are mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. and but yeah i'm like surprised that they've been around for so long and i definitely want to hear more of their stuff to see kind of where they where they went how they got to this point and where they went afterwards sure seven albums dude jesus christ <laughs> yeah and this album has a unique sound too you know it's kind of the same sound throughout the whole album but like mm-hmm. you said it you know dives into parts with stay with us and uh some of the slower tracks but mm-hmm. I just like the vibe. Yeah. For the most part, it's an uplifting, yeah, moving around kind of vibe. Yeah, it really it's makes cool. you just want to like, mm-hmm. yeah, get up, do something. Like uh, driving to it was fantastic mm-hmm. when I was doing that this week. You hit the nail on the head there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's, 
that's the beautiful thing about music a is that like any genre of it can make you want to do that you know mm-hmm. is like good to do x y and z to you mm-hmm. know we've talked about a lot of albums that are good for you know just jay chilling you know cooking music too fucking mm-hmm. even working out uh you know whatever and then there's stuff like this where it's got such a uniqueness to it mm-hmm. but it still has that same effect you know yeah and it's it's fantastic. It's one of the things I like about it is because multiple different genres, like a happy song could make you cry and a sad song could make you happy. You know, it's right. fucking, it's fucked up, but it's f- freaking sweet. <laughs> and it hits you right away from the opening track on the drug. Yeah. Just like, yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like a punch in the face yeah. and you just hold on for a minute. Yeah. You know what you're getting yourself into, mm-hmm. like right off the jump, mm-hmm. which I like. I like when it's that well known at the beginning. It's like, all right, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be ready. And freeze also freeze coming. Yeah, up it doesn't right slow after. down. It kind of keeps mm-hmm. going. That keeps way. the yeah. same. Yeah. Kind of eases you into it. But I but noticed there's like there's some songs that they have like an ending effect where it kind of sounds like someone's like turning down a radio, mm-hmm. like it's kind of tuning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught. I was like, oh, it, I noticed that on like two or three songs. I, was, I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, it's super like good stuff. Thank you for bringing this up. Um, yeah, I'm glad you guys you know enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. It's like kind of in the same realm of like um, like rock mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that too. That mm-hmm. it's very yeah. much similar to that, and mm-hmm. then it also has these aspects that like make you wanna like you said like move and like you know like do something. I feel like anybody and, could listen to it and find some sort of love for a song. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some. It's got something for everybody. Honestly, it does. I agree with that for sure. Um, do we have any closing statements? Um, this album was on Mike Patton's record label, IPAC. IPAC. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that they had like something. They had some connection with Mike. I didn't realize that it was on Ipecac. This album was yeah. Which That's is kind of a, you know, it's kind of a different label. Yeah. Mike Patton's a little bit more eclectic when he records a little his bit. own music. Yeah. I'm sure the musicians <laughs> he chooses to put on his label are the same way. So. Go check out that episode of What You Spinning where we yeah. <laughs> you know, when we're talking about Angels Does by Van Uh But no, my, that that was I was trying to remember i was like there's one more thing that i can't fucking remember mm-hmm. and it was yeah. the fact that some weird mike Patton yeah. connection yeah. there which is tight you know mm-hmm. something this interesting with a guy that's as he's performed with him too i was reading about that yeah so really cool. doing vocals i'm not Damn. sure what he did yeah probably some older stuff but... i heard you theater let's dive into the top three hit us off baby let's boy do it um my honorable mention was everywhere mm-hmm. uh, i like that track a lot yep. uh then three two one uh, we'll go with Freeze, mm-hmm. About Time. And then my top track, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sequesa Sessa. That's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite. I, I, he was pronouncing it. I think he was pronouncing it wrong in the song. I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Something's fucked up. Yeah. I was like, "That's too many syllables yeah. for the words I'm looking at." But no. <laughs> yeah. That's my top. That's my top. Nice. <laughs> I got uh, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That song is probably. Say it. What was it called quick. again? <laughs> uh, quick, quick, quick. Yeah, yeah, that Sequesessa? one. That, that song's badass. <laughs> um, that's the one that I found out. I was like, oh, this is Need for Speed music. Like, yeah. I heard it. I was like, that's it. Um, honorable mention, I'm going to go stay it, it, with That it. song in particular is that song in particular. Need for Speed. Fucking yeah. Forza Motorsport. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's got some distorted crunchiness to yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. That was that was the verb, or that was the adjective for me for the whole, almost the whole album. I was like, it's got some crunch. Yeah. 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 It's at time. Crunchy. You're like, what is wrong with my speakers? Yeah, no, nope, nothing. Nothing. Nice. This is wrong. But yeah. anyway, Sequesessa. Yeah, that that song honorable mention stay with us mm-hmm. uh, i like that yes. song. yes yes uh top three i'm gonna go i'm the drug freeze mm-hmm. um so both of those songs just that's a fucking killer intro mm-hmm. uh and then the title the title track super ready Fred yes Benson. that was a good track too also super good song mm-hmm. uh yeah man even what was that song i put it on honorable mention too but i changed my mind Color Code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Color Code was great. Also a good song. El Magnifico. I mean, El Magnifico. Yeah. Like catchy little one-liners. Yeah. You know. Uh, for me, honorable mentions, Freeze, and I think uh, I almost put uh, Stay With Us almost did make my top three, but it is honorable mention. Uh, number three for me was About Time. Nice. Uh, that one had a really, nice. that one was the one that made me really want to fucking do whatever. Number two, Super Ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, great track. And then number one, Sessa Sessa. Sequesessa, whatever the fuck yes. it is, number one for me. That one was one that, like, when I first heard, it, I was like, "Yeah, this one smacks." We all love a song we can't say very yeah. well, and leave it to the one guy who's <laughs> yeah. brave enough to try, and I'll fucking say it for everybody. I love the confidence that Sequesessa, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, someone 
if we have fans internationally, they're going to be pissed because they're like, that C clearly has a tail on it and there's a, an Eche yeah, over the yeah. E. And it's like, I don't care. Okay. Look at, look at this. Okay. <laughs> the C does have an A on it. It does. Oh, you got to notice. Yeah. There's yeah. an upside down question mark. So yeah. Did the fucking. Yeah. That's not even, that's not even French. That's, that's hieroglyphs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Doing my best. At least, hey, at least it's not as bad as when we covered Cigarose because all of us, when we covered Cigarose, we're just like, yeah. Uh, track 14. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're like, we really like them. Yeah, we really like them. We just can't pronounce their fucking songs. <laughs> yeah. uh, anywho's, that was uh, Super Ready Fragmente by The Young Gods, released in 07. We are going to go ahead and let you know what's coming for episode 50, the second coming of the instrumental episode on What You Spinning. We'll dun, be right back. Dun, dun. It's our favorite time of the episode. Damn, 50 episodes. Right? Bananas. Just another plug for Spotify. You got all these up on Spotify, which is amazing. And I've been watching them all and listening to them, and it's been great. Yes. All of the episodes are uploaded on Spotify. I am going to get better about it. So once this, probably shortly after this is up on YouTube, it'll be up on Spotify. Uh check us out same you can find us the same way on there what you spin in look for the brick logo with our logo on it the record player in the triangle uh anyway uh as matt you know made a lovely tune about uh it is our favorite time of every episode it's time to introduce what we'll be talking about on episode 50 you know the the uh instrumental part two uh, which it, I don't think it'll be the last time we talk instrumentals because I definitely want to bring up some more stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, at least from a personal standpoint. Definitely. But we ran out of artists, or we, we didn't have a lot of ideas for what to do for episode 50, so we said, fuck <laughs> it, let's do instrumentals again. Uh, and I feel like it's a good one to revisit it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had some we had some wild ambitions for episode fifty. We'll save that for. And we've got some more for those special yeah. episodes. I'm sure. We'll yeah, yeah. The other. the main one that we that we've all been kind of spitballing back and forth. Uh, we will do that at some point. We just got to hash it out how mm. the fuck it's going to go on. But anyway, enough of me talking. I'm just going to go ahead and Stop introduce talking. my pick, which is "Weightless" by Animals as Leaders, which was released in. I think it was released 2011 or 2000. I think it was 2011, uh, which uh, Animals as Leaders is a gent group, instrumental gent group uh, featuring Tosin Abasi, probably one of the best metal guitarists uh, or just best guitarists on the planet in general uh, playing guitar. And yeah, so Animals as Leaders, Weightless is my pick. Yeah, you showed me that. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a song on it. You have a song from it in your life. No, it's super good. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, fuck yeah. Um, I picked it. This is, I'm gonna pick um, for my instrumental. It's Madlib. Yes. Uh, Shades of Blue. Yes. Um, it came out in 2003. I want to say 2003. Yeah, it came out in 2003. Um, as a Blue Note on the Blue Note record label. Blue Note. Very cool. Which is like a jazzy uh, record is. label. So. Hell yeah. Cool. Didn't we? Who else? Didn't we talk about somebody that was on Blue Note? Uh, Pete LaRocca Pete LaRocca that's mm-hmm. right Blue Note yeah perfect Blue nice. Note Jazz Records hell yeah good picks guys Mad Lib Shades of Blue I'm Animals is Leaders Weightless which means Matt what do you got well I'm kind of a nerd about Brian Eno so uh, Music for Films 1978 yes. let's go uh, yeah let's go nice I love it Brian Eno Music for <sighs> Films Brian Eno love him you know that I saw that he just like did a collab album with uh, Fred again. <laughs> I, listen, I tried to listen to it. And I couldn't get into Fred again's voice, but the music was really cool. Hell yeah, man! Yeah. Oh, I love. I also love getting to revisit an artist. So getting to revisit Madlib, one of our favorites on the show, Brian Eno, one of another one mm-hmm. of our favorites on the cast, uh, and then you know I'll introduce you guys into a very badass subgenre of metal. Uh, but anyways, this has been episode 49 of What You Spinning. That's Matt. Send him off. That's Jacob. Send him off. Uh, we hope y'all have a great week. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 50, Instrumental Part 2. Let's go. 
This is what you're spinning. Take it easy.